chapter 4, verse 20? Yes. Okay. This message here today is, is on the subject of deliverance. Oh, on deliverance. Uh, there's a lot of people in this world that are bound by different things in this world. That's right. Bondage is a terrible thing. And bondage is always from Satan. Amen. Uh, we don't want to be bound by anything. That's right. We want to be free in Christ. Yes. But there's times even for Christians that we battle temptations and we battle old habits and old desires and things that uh, we have to shed, break that shackle, let Jesus break that shackle and that chain off of us from who we used to be to being Christ-like now. Amen. So the gospel of Jesus Christ is not merely just a doctrine to be taught or learned. The gospel includes the power to save, heal, and deliver. Amen. A gospel that doesn't save, heal, and deliver is not a true 100% gospel. That's right. right. If you're only teaching, 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 and never seeing anybody saved, healed, or delivered, you got to wonder, is this the true gospel? The full gospel of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, He always came to save, heal, and deliver. And He also gave that same power that He had to save, heal, and deliver. He gave that same anointing and same power to His uh, uh, disciples that followed Him. In, in Matthew chapter 10 and Luke chapter 9, the Bible said that Jesus Christ told them and gave them power to go preach the gospel of the kingdom and to, and to heal and to cast out demons. That's, right. That's what Jesus is all about. What is the church about today? The same thing. If Jesus was here, he'd be telling you to do the same thing that he told Peter, James, and John to do. In John chapter 20, verse 21, Jesus said himself, he said, As the Father sent me, even so I send you. Amen? Amen. you got to take that personal. you got to say, Jesus is speaking to me. Amen? Amen. Not just 2,000 years ago to Peter, James, and John. He's speaking to me. Jesus is saying to you, As the Father sent me, even so, I'm sending you, Amanda. I'm sending you, Larry Hurd. I'm sending you to go and do likewise. Amen? Amen. Jesus said, I am about my Father's business. That's right. We all got to get into the business of Jesus Christ. Amen. And that ministry includes more than just teaching the Word. You got to come behind the teaching of the Word with the power. Amen. That's right. Amen. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20 explains that. <laughs> It says, for the kingdom of God is not in word only, but in power. power. Do y'all see that? Yes, amen. The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. power. There's a lot of people that go to Bible schools, Bible colleges, seminaries, and so forth to learn how to preach the gospel. And when you get out, you can preach an eloquent sermon if you'd like an ABC type deal and get through it and take up the offering and everybody can go home and you can consider that you have done a good job but the job Jesus would, would say that job has not been finished yet after the preaching of the gospel hallelujah 
then there's got to be salvation. That's right. Then there's got to be healing. Yes. Then there's got to be deliverance. Yes. Amen. Healing and deliverance is two different ministries. Yes. Amen. 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 Jesus always considered them to be different, not the same. When you get healed, hallelujah, there's, a, there's an anointing that heals the sick. Yes. Jesus had the anointing to heal every sickness and every disease. Yes. But he also had the anointing and the authority given to him by his Father yes. and the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon his life to cast out demons when demons showed up. That's right. Amen. Amen. Jesus didn't play no game with the devil. That's right. He didn't play no game when the devil showed up. Jesus showed out. Right. Jesus put the devil and all the demons in their place whenever they showed up at his meeting. Amen. 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 The church today kind of has taken the uh, the approach that demons don't even exist no more. A lot of churches don't believe in it. A lot of people that go to Bible college, seminaries, and so forth, and they come out, don't know nothing about casting out no devils. I don't think they've been fully equipped yet. That's right. Amen? Amen. If we're going to do what Jesus told us to do, we got to do what Jesus did. Yes. And we got to have an anointing to do what he did. Yes. Amen? Amen. And you got to have a calling to do what he did. That's right. Amen? Amen. But listen, you don't have to have a special calling to do what any of those things that I've told you. Save, heal, or deliver. You don't have to have no title. That's right. I ain't a, a person that's crazy over excited about being having a title in front of their name. That's right. That's right. It doesn't matter to me. I I do apostolic work. I've been anointed as an apostle. Y'all don't hear me going around saying I'm apostle so and so. I'm apostle so and so. I don't care about titles. Right. I do. you and what you do is what you're called to do. And the office comes to what the gift and the proof of your ministry is how you get the name of an office. You don't, you don't pick and choose, but I want to be this one. That ain't how it works. You have to be called. Amen? Amen? But you don't have to have a special calling. You don't have to be a pastor, an apostle, or an evangelist to heal, save, or deliver. Amen. All believers can do that. Amen? Amen? All believers. Yes. Now, you won't hear that from everybody, but you'll hear it from Jesus in the book of Mark, chapter 16, verse 15, all the way down through 20. Jesus said, whoever believes in me will do the same works that I do. That's, right. that, that's John 14, 12. And, and, wait, I got two scriptures going together. John 14, 12. Jesus said, he that believeth in me will do the same works that I do, and even greater works than these shall they do, because I'm going to the Father. Jesus said, I'm checking out of here. I'm going to die on the cross. I'm going to rise from the dead. And I'm going to ascend. And I'm going to sit down at the right hand of my Father. But I'm going to anoint the church. I'm going to anoint those that believe in me. And in Mark chapter 16, he said, they that believe in me, the first thing he said, they will cast out devils. That's right. Amen. They will speak with new tongues. Yeah. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. That's right. Hallelujah. And he said, and they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Yeah. He said, to them that believe in me will do these things. Amen. These signs will follow those that believe. Are you a believer? Amen. 
Amen. Are you a believer? Amen. Well, these are the signs that should be following each and every one of us that said we are a believer. Amen. You are, you have, Jesus said, these signs shall follow you. You cast out devils at your school. You cast out devils at your college. You cast out devils on the street. That's right. You can lay hands on the sick at Walmart. Yeah. You don't have to be in church. That's don't have right. to have your pastor's permission. Ooh, Jesus Christ already called you and yeah. equipped you and said, go and do likewise. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's what the church needs to become in our day and time. Yes. But we got to preach the gospel, hallelujah, like it should be preached, so everybody be informed, this is what you're supposed to be doing. That's right. This is your job description as a child of God. As a child of God, anointed by the Holy Ghost, yes, in the name of Jesus, you are one of those that talk in tongues. You read the word. You cast out devil. You raise the dead. All them things yes. you can do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And who, who gave you permission? Jesus, Jesus Christ. Gave Jesus. The authority. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus gave you the authority, the blessing to go do what he did. That's right. Amen. Amen. My, my, my. So the gospel is more than just a doctrine. That's right. That's right. Doctrine is important. Don't ever underestimate doctrine where you, you stay balanced, where you get your foundation, where you get rooted and grounded. That's where you get uh, the, the learning the ways of God, yes. what Jesus wants you to do. You learn all that from doctrine. But there's more to the gospel of Jesus Christ than just doctrine. You can teach, 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 and people do nothing, nothing, nothing. We got to teach Jesus, the Bible says, in Acts chapter 1 and verse 1, Jesus both began to, to teach and to do. To do and to teach. Yes. That's what Jesus did. He would, he would do, the Bible says actually, do and teach. He would actually do what he would call to do and then teach you or tell you why he did it. That's right. Amen? Yes. Do and teach. Amen. That's what we're supposed to be doing here. Do and teach. Hallelujah. If a devil shows up here, what do we do with it? Catch it out. We don't call a psychiatrist. Exactly. Preach it. And say, uh, let's, let's see if I can go through the yellow pages and find a good psychiatrist for you. Sound like you got some mental issues going on here. Sound like you uh, uh, you got you, you got two or three minds in you. You might need some uh a psychiatrist to lay on the couch and, and you pay him a hundred dollars an hour let him let him listen to you and uh, he gets up and you the same as you left yep. only one thing you broke her that's right you broke her yep. <laughs> I mean you gave him a hundred dollars and he got up and didn't, he didn't help you at all you more broke <laughs> that's country preaching for you more broke Bankrupt. There you go. Uh, but the gospel is more than just, just doctrine. I would never be satisfied with just somebody just teaching me, teaching me, teaching me. If they ain't never telling me, I'm teaching you so you can go do it, they ain't giving you the full story. That's amen. right, amen. I'm not just puffing you up with knowledge so you can know every scripture in the Bible, but ain't doing none of it. Right. No, we're supposed to hear the word and be doers of the word. Right. Not just hear it only. Right. We got too many of them folks to hear it, hear it, hear it. And if we learn uh, 
Wednesday night. Paul said, you ought to be teachers now by your, you ought to be teachers yourself. That's right. You, I done taught you, and you ought to be teachers now, but instead of you being able to teach, I got to reteach you again. That's right. Uh -huh. We got too many of them in the church. We got to start doing at what we've been taught. That's right. And nobody should have to tell you for 10 years to do the same thing and you still not do it. That's, That's right. right. I would call that uh, not a good worker. Yeah. You know what I would do with that kind of worker? If I had to train Larry every day for 10 years to do the same simple job, I'd have to fire him. Uh -huh. I'm like, I can't keep doing this. I got to go to somebody else. That's right. I got to teach somebody else to do what you, you, you they'll learn it in a week. Yes. So 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20 says, the gospel, the, the gospel of the kingdom is not in word only, That's right. but in power. Hallelujah. You gotta be looking forward to after you hear the word, you wanna you wanna see the, the demonstration of the spirit. Yes. Now turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And verse 4. 1 Corinthians. Did I say 2? 1 Corinthians. Chapter, chapter 2, verse 4. Are you there? Amen. Amen. That's just a, a page over. The Apostle Paul said, When I came to you, I came, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. That's right. You know what that means? He did. He said, "I didn't come here to be no psychologist. That's right. That's right. I didn't come here just to just to touch on some mental issues here. That's right. Preach it. These right. mental issues, Hallelujah, that you dealing with, yes. got some demons in them. That's right. Y'all ever heard of snakes in the head? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know some folks that's got some snakes in the head. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. Come on. Come on, Pastor. Y'all ever seen? I think her name Medusa. Yes. Yes. Medusa got snakes all running all through her head, man. Are you talking about super demonic? Yes. You'd be surprised if you could see in somebody's head the snakes in their head. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Which means they're confused. Very, yes. They're confused. You know where confusion comes from? Oh, the yeah. enemy. It comes from the devil. Yes. The Bible says God is not the author of confusion. That's right. If there's any confusion, it didn't come from God. That's right. Amen. Amen. If somebody's confused about what bathroom they need to go into, yes. it didn't come from God. That's right. Come on. Yes. If somebody's confused about whether they are male or female, they're confused. But the confusion didn't come from God. That's right. Amen. There's a lot of confusion in the world. Yes. Hallelujah. It is, it is demonic. That's right. It's pretty simple to me. Yes. Laid out pretty simple. God created them male and female. Yes. Amen. He called one Adam and the other Eve. Amen. Amen. It wasn't Adam and Steve. That's right. It was Adam and Eve. God wasn't confused. And neither was Adam. He knew he was a male. And Eve knew she was a female. She knew her place. Yes. And Adam knew his place. That's right. Because God told him, Adam, you are the head. Adam is your, Eve is your helpmate. Amen? Amen? They knew that. Anytime you get outside of that, the devil gets in it. That's right. Amen. Man is still the head. Yeah. Woman is still the helpmate. Amen. She ain't supposed to be walked on, talked on, or beat up and trashed down. 
Amen. Amen. That ain't the way God made it. Right. She is. They work together. That's right. Preach that, Pastor. So. Okay. I'm in. Okay. Let me finish. And <laughs> my speech and my preaching, Paul said, were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That, so that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen. It ain't our job to talk people into receiving Jesus. That's right. We ain't supposed to be using eloquent, persuasive, humanistic ways to win people to Jesus. That's right. Paul said, I came to you with no eloquent speech. I didn't come here as a fancy talker, you could say. Hey, how many of y'all know there's a lot of politicians can talk a good talk? That's right. But they don't ever do what they say they're going to do, but they can talk it. That's right. Well, Paul said, I didn't come here to, to just impress you with my talking. He said, I come here to preach the gospel. Yeah. And he said, after I preach the gospel, I'm depending upon a demonstration of the Spirit. I, I am looking for the Holy Ghost to begin to move. Amen. Hallelujah. So when the Spirit moves, there'll be power. That's and right. he said, so your faith will not be in, 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 the, in the faith of man, but in the power of God. Amen. If anybody can talk you into believing the gospel, somebody else can talk you out of it. That's right. Amen. But when the Holy Spirit's in it, Yes, uh, praise right. God. And you get truly, genuinely converted, yes. born of the Spirit, and washed in the blood, yes. hallelujah, and begin to follow Jesus. Can't no Jehovah Witness talk you out That's of it. That's right. Amen. Can't no other religion bring you out of it. That's right. When you know you say, and whenever you know that you know Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose from the yes. dead, can't no devil in hell back you out of it. That's right. Amen. You'll recognize that. That's a lie from the devil. Mm -hmm. You better get up out of here. That's right. Y'all getting anything out of this? Amen. But Paul said, I didn't come here to persuade you. And I learned something from uh, Dr. T.L. Osborne. He was one of the greatest evangelists. When I follow people, y'all, it's, it's folks that have been pioneers. They're, they're called pioneers, mm -hmm. which means... They didn't get saved last month and wrote a book. Yeah, come on. These guys that I follow are old timers. Miss <laughs> Louise, you probably heard of T.R. Osborne. But a lot of people had in America because he didn't do all his work in America. Most of what he did, 95% of it was in the world. He stayed in the world, preaching the gospel. He traveled into every nation. I forgot how many nations he went to, but it was, I mean, in way up yonder, probably close to 200 nations, could be more. Preached the gospel, wrote books, preached everywhere. Mm -hmm. And he said, his own testimony, me listening to him on a CD one night, he said, Thailand is the hardest place I've ever preached the gospel in all the world. He said, Thailand is the hardest. When he said that, man, I said, let me rewind that. I want to hear that again. Because I understand what I'm up against over there. If T.L. Osborne, I'm talking about a soul winner, 
evangelist, walking in the power of the Spirit. Yeah. He said he went to Thailand and began to speak. He said that was the hardest crowd he'd ever tried to reach in all of his life. Mm. And he said he found out something when he got to Thailand because most people ain't never heard of Jesus over there. So when he did a gospel crusade, he said he got up there and he preached a good message. He said when he got done and gave the altar call, he said hardly anybody responded to it. He said when he was preaching his heart out, hard as he could go, using an interpreter, he said the people just sat there. That's how they look at you in Thailand. Stoic. You, a lot of times me and Brother Kenny, we'll ask each other when we get done teaching, you think they understood anything we said? Because you, you, can't, you can't read them. You don't know if they got it, they didn't like it, or they liked it and didn't like it. You don't know. You're just sitting there. And T.L. Osper said he preached to one, he said, he, I mean, he said, I had the greatest anointing. I preached my heart out. I gave an altar call. Didn't hardly nobody respond to it. He said on the way back to his hotel, he was asking Jesus, Jesus, what happened tonight? I came all the way over here, halfway around the world, to preach to these people here in Thailand. I preached one of the greatest messages I've ever preached tonight. And hardly nobody got saved. What happened? And Jesus spoke to him and said, quit explaining the gospel and preach it. He said to himself, he said, Jesus, I didn't explain nothing. Jesus said, quit explaining and start preaching. See, there's times when you want to get into humanistic ways of theology and try to explain how God did this, how God did that, how God did this, and you try to explain it all out. You can't explain it all out. I had a guy go to the jail with me years ago down at the old jail, and he came in there with them humanistic ways. And he got in there, man, and we had about 10 or 12 prisoners, and he, he sat there and he tried to explain how God did this and how God did this, and it led into a bigger, 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 bigger problem. He began to try to explain. Finally, he stopped. He looked at me and he said, Pastor Stacy, I need your help. I think I done dug a hole here. I don't know what to do with it. I said, I know you did. I know you did. You know why? He was trying to explain instead of preach. The Bible said, Paul, when he told Timothy, he, did, he said, preach the word. He didn't say explain the word. Just preach the gospel and let the Holy Ghost do, do the rest. Amen. Don't be trying to explain and get into humanistic trying to, ways of trying to get people to Jesus. That's right. Hallelujah. So, T.L. Offer said, Jesus said, don't explain it, just preach it. He said, okay, Jesus, okay. How many of y'all know Jesus knows what he's doing? Amen. Amen. If Jesus said you explained it, you explained it. Yeah. He was listening. Yeah. So, next night, Brother T.L. said, I had it in my mind. I am not going to do no explaining tonight. It will be preaching. So he got that man with his interpreter man, and he started preaching the gospel. I mean preaching it. Preaching it. When you're, you're preaching, you ain't explaining it. Jesus died on the cross? Yes. Yes, you don't try to explain all that he did, how it all worked. Just preach the gospel. He died. He rose again. And he preached that night. And he said all of a sudden, tears started coming down the eyes of the people out there. And it, he looked at his interpreter and said, you see them crying? There was pastor sitting on the, on the podium with him. He looked down and said, you see all the people crying? He said, one of the pastors got up from behind him there that, you know, uh, that helped organize these meetings. 
one of the big influential pastors from Thailand got up and came to T.L. and said, uh, T.L., people are crying. He said, let me hold the microphone for a minute. I got to explain something to the people. Brother T.L. said, whenever he heard that word explained, he said his antennas went up. He said, no, you can't explain nothing here. Jesus done talk, told me about this. No explaining. He said, yeah, I need to hold that mic. I need to explain something to the people. He said he had to really use his authority to put that pastor back in his seat because he knew if he touched that microphone, he was fixing to mess up the anointing. That's right. He's fixing to mess it up. So he said, go sit back down. There ain't no explaining tonight. The guy goes to sit back down. He gets up, and now his interpreter has run off. His interpreter has run off the stage, got up under the stage. Now he, he caught in a, in a dilemma because without an interpreter, you, you can't keep preaching. Go to Thailand and try it. Either you get the, 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 the anointing to speak in other tongues, and speak in their language, or you going to need an interpreter. Yeah. I've been needing one for a long time. So, Brother T.L. been looking around, where's my interpreter? Where's my mouth? My mouth done run off. He finally finds him up under the, 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 the stairways there, tells him to get back out there and help him preach the gospel. And after he finished preaching the gospel, hallelujah, the people came to the altar that night. They come for salvation, and they came for healing. And the power of the Spirit was behind the Word to save, heal, and deliver that night. But it wasn't through explaining. It was through the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's too many people that want to do witness, witnessing and with the explaining method. And they get caught up, and they get twisted, and they get, they get dumbfounded, and they're like, well, I don't know enough yet. Just go out there and tell them what you know, but preach the Word. Preach the word. It'll always work. Amen? Amen. So we got to do more than just have a doctrine. We also got to have the proof of the doctrine. Yes. Paul said that your faith would not be in the wisdom of man's words, but in the power of God. Amen? Amen. Listen, when you see God move in power, it's an eye-opening experience. I've seen witch doctors in Thailand get saved because they seen the supernatural power of God. Yes. It wasn't a counterfeit. It wasn't demonic. It was the sure power of the Holy Ghost in operation. And these witch doctors turned from being a witch doctor and come to Jesus Christ. They actually got healed by the power of the Holy Spirit. That opened their eyes up to believe. You gotta have the power. Yes. You gotta have the word. You gotta have the spirit. The spirit and the word work together. Yes. They're the twin powers. Yes. Like uh, my these two hands going together. They work together. You gotta have the spirit and the word. Yes. If you just got the word only, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, the kingdom is not in word only. Nope. But in power. power. And if you look at the life of Jesus, you'll see he did more than just teach. That's right. Yes. He taught. Absolutely. He laid down the word. But at the same time, he came behind it with, hey, there's some power to go along with this. That's, That's right. right. Amen. There's some anointing to go along with That's this. Hallelujah. He said, I am the word and I am the anointed one. Yes. 
And he said, I come to set the captive free. Amen. That's the way we've got to be today. If there's any captives, they got to be set free. Who's going to set them free? The psychiatrists? No. The church is. The anointed on fire, filled with the Holy Ghost, washed in the blood, body of Christ, is called to set the captive free. Amen. It's our job. We don't need to set them down the road. We don't need to pass the book. Pass it to somebody else. That's right. There's a lot of times people that need deliverance have called me on the phone and they say, my son, my daughter, or somebody needs deliverance. And I say, do you go to church? And they say, yeah, we go to church. I said, where do you go and who is your pastor? And they'll tell me. And I said, have you discussed this with your pastor? Mm-hmm. They say, no. I said, why? They said, because our pastor and our church don't believe in it. Yep, exactly. Our pastor would not know how to handle this. Yep. And I'm like, why don't every pastor right. That's right. get on the same page with Jesus? That's right. Uh-huh. Yes. They pass in the book. Whenever they see something strange happen, they're going to call the psychiatrist. Yeah. Yep, every time. <clears throat> Jesus didn't recommend nobody to go to see no psychiatrist. That's right. That's right. He said, come unto me. Uh-huh. Yes. Come unto me. Yes. And when you come unto Jesus, hallelujah, he's going to light you up. He's going to set you free. Yes. He's going to make you whole. Yes. That's who he is. That's what he does. Yes, right. hallelujah. Are y'all getting anything out there? Amen. Jesus was a healer, but he was also a deliverer. The deliverance ministry is an ongoing ministry today that still needs to be recognized in the church. Yes. In other countries, they recognize it more than the American church. Mm -hmm. I've been in, in Africa with Brother Kenny, and Sister Kenny was up there teaching on the blood of Jesus. And when she was teaching on the blood of Jesus, she ain't been teaching five minutes, Sister Ruth. And demons start crying out in the back. Uh They start hollering and screaming. I'm like, wow. You know why? When the blood of Jesus was preached, hallelujah, it torments devils. Yes, amen. They began to swarm. They began to move. They began to tremble. They began to holler. They began to scream. Hallelujah. Under the power of the Holy Spirit's anointing. When you preach the gospel, at times demons will begin to cry. Yep. You know, if you really get to preaching the right gospel, <coughs> really heavy like Jesus, you'll see a lot of squirming in the American church. I mean, they start squirming. Y'all sound pretty good. <laughs> Y'all kind of used to this. Amen. But in some churches, they really start to squirm. Yeah. I see them squirming. They start moving around. They start... I guess the devil makes them thirsty. They have to get out of the sanctuary and go for a water break. <laughs> yes. I see them hitting the door. Sometimes they'll go through that door ten times in one service. You know what's happening? The devil got done, done hit... I mean, the Holy Ghost done hit their number. Yep. Can't take the heat. They looking for a way out. Yep. That demon saying, 
if you don't get out of here, you're going to be found out today. So they like, I'd like to go to the back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know how demons work. I've seen them through the years. Seen so many things happen. And it's amazing how whenever you preach the gospel of the kingdom and have a demonstration of the spirit, hallelujah, when you do it, people respond. Yes. And they get saved, healed, and delivered. But it's not just in word only. That's right. Got to have the power. Ooh, Harvest Time Church got the power. Hallelujah. And I'm teaching y'all to have the power. Yes. To walk in that power. To walk in the spirit. And recognize when you see something. When you out shopping. Hallelujah. When you out doing your business. When you out on your job. And you see a demon. You know how to act. Mm -hmm. You know what to do. You know how to pray. You know how to cast that thing out. If you have to right there on the job side. Amen. Amen. Lord have mercy. I got so much I want to say to y'all. I ain't going to get it all done today. I think we have to have a, a series on this, Brother brother uh, Vince. Yes. I'll give you one, one testimony, experience, then I'll, I'll close. I was over in Haiti years ago. Around the year 2000, 2001. We were there and I was with a group of ministers. And we had done a lunch with a pastor up on top of this hill. And on the way back down, going back to our hotel, we had a room, to, uh, a crusade that night. And on the way back, I looked from a distance and I seen something look weird to me. And it was a man, half naked, he had a shirt on, it was opened, and he had a set of keys around his neck. And from a, a distance, I seen it moving across the, the, the dirt road. And in Haiti, it more than dirt, dirt roads, it's, it's protruding rocks and stuff out of, the, out of the, the, the road. And he's scooting like this, scooting. He's he down on the floor now, backside, feet up like this, and he's pushing off with his hand and he's scooting across the ground on these, on these rocks. In the palm of his hands, he had calluses that looked like baseballs because of pushing. On his feet were two wooden stocks. Back in the old days, they would put people in stocks. They'd put their head in, in the stocks and put uh, a bolt through it. And this guy had two stocks on each. His feet was in two pieces of lumber and there was a bolt and it had been welded where it couldn't be come off. And he was nasty, dirty, demonic, pushing, coming down the road. Everybody in the city knew who he was. I didn't know who he was. I ain't never seen him before. When I got closer to him, I'm like, Lord, have mercy. I ain't never seen nothing like this before. A man in stocks, naked, little bit of a shirt, looked like it ain't never... He ain't changed it in, 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 in 10 years. And a chain around his neck with a key on it. And as he got close to me, we all, the, the ministers, we all kind of just kind of scooted over on this side, you know, and walked by him. When I walked by him, the Holy Ghost said, what you going to do? Mm, that's right. He, he said, I put this man here 
for something to be done. Don't you walk by this man and go to your room and lead this man like this. That's right. All the rest of the ministers, they were like, <laughs> I'm like, I came on this mission trip to do something for Jesus. That's right. So I told them men, I said, wait just a minute now. I said, I got a minister in this man. So they just stood back and watched. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something. That's right. And I, I had him interpret, interpreter come over here. So they speak, they speak uh, I think, French Creole in, in Haiti. And I, I got him interpreter over there and said, ask this man what his name is. He asked him, he said, my name's Joseph. I said, man. I said, can I pray for you? He said, yes. He said, but wait. He said, I want to go up here to this place up here. And he said, didn't you pray for me? I said, okay, I'll follow you. He scooted. He scooted. I watched him. He got to this place. And I found out some history of him. I said, why are your feet in stock, man? He said, because when I live, he said, I have such a violent temper. He said, when these demons would come upon me, he said, I'd get mad and I would punch people. I'd beat people. I'd murder people. He said, I would take, he'd take his hand. They showed me a, a in Haiti, they build their houses off cinder blocks. He would take his hands and beat through cinder blocks. I said, man, this guy is off the chain. Demons make you do stupid stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Act violently, yeah. uncontrollably. You don't even know what you did after you got done doing it. Yeah. But the people said, we got to control this man some kind of way. So they, they, they sentenced him. They would take him off his feet and put him in them stocks. I said, how long have you been in these stocks? He said, 10 years. Lord, 10 years. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. And it was on the island of Loganoff in Haiti. And I started praying. When I started praying, we had to cast out demons. And we started praying. I looked around, man, the whole village was coming. There was people everywhere watching us pray for this man. We started casting out demons. After we got demons out of him, then we led him to Jesus. And then they had they had some water out there. I said, go get me some water. What you gonna do with it? I said, I'm gonna baptize him. That's right. I got, got him set free. He's accepted Jesus. Now we're going to baptize him right here. We had a big old wash pan full of water. I stood Joseph up. We all stood him up. He's standing there with them stocks on his feet. And he's standing there in front of all these people. They know this is Joseph, the madman. Now he's in his right mind. He's standing there, and I take that water in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and I baptize him, man. And Joseph got set free that day. Jesus Christ came to save, heal, and deliver him. Not to walk by him and act like I never seen it. That's right. A lot of people don't want to get involved. Mm -mm. That's what we call to do is to get involved. That's yeah. right. The most demonic cases ain't never too big for Jesus. That's right. If they are lunatic, hallelujah, Jesus can set them free. That's, That's right. right. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But Joseph, somebody told me later, I, we didn't cut the stocks off of him because we didn't have the authority to cut the stocks off. But I asked a missionary later. I said, did Joseph ever get free? And I, I, he told me, he said, Joseph, after they recognized he was in his sound mind, they cut them stocks off of him, and he went back living a normal life. Amen. But see, Jesus had to get involved. That's right. right. Not the psychiatrist. That's right. Y'all hear me out there? Not the psychiatrist. Jesus, the anointed one, had to get involved. Y'all stand with me. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're watching today, 
I want you to know Jesus is the anointed one. He's the Messiah. He has all power and authority in heaven and on earth to set every captive free. He come to save, heal, and deliver. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you need to be set free from any kind of bondage, homosexuality, yes. pornography, yes. Uh, murder spirit, yes. anger spirit, yes. whatever kind of spirit it is, hallelujah, Jesus Christ is the one you need to be looking to. Yes. Hallelujah. Medication won't ever get you free. You can't medicate a demon. That's you right. have to cast him out. But I want you to know in the name of Jesus, the devil has to submit and he has to go. So in the name of Jesus, if you're watching, I command the devil to loose you today and to set you free. And I pray that you go on and serve Jesus with the rest of your life. Hallelujah. Jesus already died. He's already rose again. Accept him in your heart. Confess him with your mouth and you shall be saved. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah.